Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This week on the O Show podcast, we've got not one, but two Toronto Blue Jays prospects in the house as Casey Clemens and Chavez Young join me for some dialect, getting to know their stories, as well as what they eat to stay in great shape throughout a very, very, very long season in professional baseball. I'll dive into some background stories on each player before showing the one-on-one interviews. Both great guys, standout guys. Uh, got a chance to talk to Chavez Young briefly after the Dunedin Blue Jays played on Tuesday night and got the chance to sit down with Casey Clemens for a little while longer in the Dunedin and Blue Jays' main office is just outside Tampa Bay, Florida. So let's get into it. The Osho Podcast is presented by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out, and by TickPick. No hidden fees, an online marketplace based in New York City that allows people from all over the globe to bid on tickets. Get your tickets now. This is the Osho Podcast. I am Jack O'Hara, and after this episode, you will never... So before I get into these interviews with Chavez and Casey, I want to provide a little background info on each guy, starting with Chavez Young, who's ranked as the number 27 prospect in the Toronto Blue Jays organization, a guy who, quite frankly, has been underlooked compared to the breakout prospects in the Jays organization. I'm talking about the Vladdy Guerreros, the Kevin Biggios, Kevin Smiths, just to name a few. There was actually an article on BaseballFarm.com, if you want to go check it out, describing Young as a breakout star that, quite frankly, nobody is talking about. It was written by Alex Jensen back in uh, January. He was like, when I was first asked about Chavez Young, uh, I honestly vaguely recognized the name. He knew he was a Blue Jays outfielder, but that was about it. And just looking at his stat line from 2018, very impressive. And the deeper we looked into this, the more we began to think that this might be the most criminally underrated prospect in baseball. Uh, Who was the only prospect in baseball to record 50 extra base hits and steal 40 bases in 2018? You guessed it. It was Chavez Young. And which prospect is rated as having the best defensive arm in the Blue Jays system by Baseball America with 98 mile per hour in the outfield recording in uh, high school? And once again, it's Chavez Young. So how does a player like this go so under the radar when it comes to the prospect uh, line. 
How does a 20-year-old in full-season ball who plays plus defense, hits third in his lineup, and had 50 extra base hits and 40 stolen bases not even make MLB's pipeline top 30 for an organization? So let's start off by saying who Chavez Young is. Chavez was born in the Bahamas, an area that is starting to get way more buzz than it used to as a baseball country with prospects like Christian Robinson and Jazz Chisholm. Uh, recently coming out, uh, but it's also an area that up until recently was rarely visited by baseball scouts. And since 1983, only one major league player has ever made the major league baseball from the Bahamas. The major league baseball only only MLB player from the Bahamas is and still is Antoine Richardson. So as a result, Chavez left the Bahamas in high school. As a high schooler, as a teenager, left his home country in the Bahamas in high school to pursue a baseball career in the prestigious Georgia prep ranks. So blessed with elite athleticism and raw tools, Young quickly stood out amongst everyone in the Georgia travel team ranks. Played for a team that has produced names such as Cedric Mullins and uh, Daniel Espino as one of the top 2019 prep arms in the country and despite being scouted as somewhat raw but with elite uh, skills having third to fifth round draft grade by most scouts young fell 39th he fell into the 39th round due to concerns that he would be tough to sign so the idea was that he was destined to go to a juco college to improve his draft stock to a potential day one pick uh, much to the team's surprise and the excitement by the Toronto Blue Jays at the time, Young did sign for well over a uh, $200,000 signing bonus. And I mentioned earlier how he was one of the more underrated players in the Jays' uh, organization. And while Young did in fact prove to be great switch hitting outfielder, flashed his ceiling often in his first two professional season. He's got a rocket in right field, proved it in this game the other night for the Dunning and Blue Jays. Uh, Toronto's talented system, He, with the talented system, he's been overshadowed by the likes of Bo Bichette, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Kevin Biggio, Kevin Smith, like I mentioned earlier. Young's 2018 breakout season, though, was just as impressive, if not more impressive, than Kevin Biggio's and Kevin Smith's. Young uh, improved his game just about in every facet in 2018. Hit 285, had a slugging percentage of 363, an on-base percentage, or I think it was an on-base percentage of 363, a slugging of 445 in his first full uh, professional baseball season. Uh, and Despite him being more than a year younger than the competition, he dropped his strikeout rate from 21.3% in 2017 to 18.6% in 2018. Uh, he brought up his walk rate from 4.5% to 10.5%, and uh, that's all against a higher level of competition, which is all the more impressive. Um, and if you just look at his spray charts, I mean, he's all over the field. He uses the ball uh, opposite field 35.5%. Goes to right field 35.5%. Goes to center 30%. I mean, the guy hits the ball all over the ballpark. Uh, I haven't even mentioned the thing that comes up the most when talked about um, Chavez Young and the Blue Jays organizational people and what they say about him, which is the quality of this kid's character. Uh, Chavez is truly beloved by his teammates, coaches, and the communities around him. Jesse Goldberg Strassler, who's the voice and broadcaster of the Lansing Lugnuts, who are the AA organization of the Toronto Blue Jays, 
called Chavez Young a hugely charismatic guy who was terrific in the clubhouse, highly outgoing, noted last year that uh, he saw a well-rounded player steal a ton of bases, throw out double-digit base runners from the outfield, pile up a over 50 extra base hits and led the Midwest League in runs scored. Uh, he helped the Lugnuts win in many different ways. And at the start of the year, he was batting in the bottom third of the lineup and he progressed into a valuable three-hole switch hitter. Uh, not surprising to see him highlighted by the Blue Jays brass as a successful under-the-radar prospect. These are the words from Jesse Goldberg Strassler from the Lansing Lugnuts. Blue Jays general manager Ross Atkins actually went out of his way to mention Young, saying that he doesn't get enough praise at all, as well as his prep coaches, former professional players, who said, we saw the kid every day for three years. He was drafted and tried telling people that the kid was a, was the real deal and is going to be a big leaguer. Uh, but it's okay that he is going to continue to prove everyone wrong, uh, with the likes of Guerrero and Biggio and Smith in that organization. Um those words are coming from a guy who's had nine players drafted in the last six years out of high school and is currently coaching first-round uh, draft pick Daniel Espino. High power at the plate, stole 44 bases in 2018, and again has a rocket in right field. So let's get into the interview with Chavez Young. It was about six, seven minutes long. It was right after the game. I know you wanted to get out of there, but here's Chavez Young here on the Osho Podcast. But first, a quick word from TickPick. Have you ever felt cheated out of a deal when buying tickets from StubHub only to see that there's a $15 fee at the end of your original purchase? Or have you ever been on Vivid Seats and not even get your tickets? That, that actually happened to me once. I ordered a ticket from Vivid Seats and I never got the ticket. And that's why I switched over to TickBick.com where smart fans buy tickets online. No hidden fees. Search and buy now 100% authentic tickets. Best price guarantee, 24-7 customer service. Buy, bid on, and sell tickets with the confidence of their 110% guarantee. That's 110% guarantee. They show you the best deals with their algorithms and let you decide 0% buyer fees. If your ticket is $26, your, pr your purchase is $26. No joke. The most transparent, consumer-friendly ticket marketplace on the web. Authentic, valid tickets backed by our 100% money-back guarantee. You'll love your ticketing experience from purchase through the final whistle or out and no hidden fees. Like I said, if it's $26, hell, if it's $8, it is an $8 purchase. Save an average of 10 to 15% on every purchase guaranteed only at TickPick.com. Get your tickets now. Chavez Young. Chavez, how are you guys feeling? 51 and 28 now on the season. You guys are on a good uh, roll. Sounds about right, right? 51 and 28. And uh, you guys are on a roll. How's that feeling in the clubhouse right now, considering everything you guys have dealt with, considering 
as of right now, technically your home is away from home. Uh, you got to give it up to our coaching staff. Our coaching staff, you know, let us play our game. You know, just let us have fun. You know, let us be us, you know. So I think you got to give it up to the coach staff. That type of feel, just let us play our game. And, like, and, and the pitching has been really good this past, um, this second half, you know, thanks to the pitching staff, just giving us time, you know, to get some runs on the ball for them. And two hits tonight, you had that double in your first at-bat pitch right before that, you fouled it off your foot. S seemed like it was pretty solid to me. Heard, heard you sigh from the stands. <laughs> Next pitch, you wrote that double down the right field line. How easy is it to adapt, easier or hard to adapt to fouling a pitch off your foot like that and adapting to the pain right away? Because it seemed like you were good to go running down the first baseline. Regardless, I still got a bat. Right. <laughs> and, you know, um, I could have been there for 10, 15 minutes, you know, wobbling about it or Regardless, I still got a hit. <laughs> so it's either, you know, suck it up now or, you know, you still got a, you still got a bat. Hey, respect, man, respect. Fifth inning, uh, hit that one to right field. How close were you to squaring that one up? Kind of, kind of got a little in. Uh, pitcher had a good velo, came in on me, made a really great pitch, you know, and, you know, I just tried to uh, do my best square it up. Showed off the hose tonight, <laughs> throwing out that runner at third base. I mean, everybody says around here that you, basically got a rocket out there in right field. How fun is it for you and how um, how uh, throwing mechanics as well just working out to stay in tip-top shape throughout the season? Actually we did um, infield outfield today you know practicing you know good good long hops you know today and anytime I have a chance to you know do something for my team defensively I would you know I don't take it for granted you know just do my best and you know try to get out for my pitcher you know they're bottoming their butts off so best that's the best I could do for them. And we're, we're the same age, believe it or not. 21, you're 21, right? Um, good flow. I, I love it. Th thank you so much. I, lo I love it so much. Um, we're the same age. Your physique's a lot nicer than mine. Um, <laughs> no, I don't say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm close. You're like a solid 195. I'd say 191, 95. I, I've been trying to get there for a few years now. My metabolism's a shredder. Uh, what's your secret to staying in shape? Uh, like, what do you eat? I eat ice cream. Liar. <laughs> but no, um, you know, our dietitian do a great job, you know, trying to make it as easy as for us to eat healthy, especially me. Um, she does a really great job mixing my um, greens and protein and, you know, try to hide it under the good, good stuff. All right, I'll take, I'll take that as it is. Uh, Digging your walk-up song. My next question is, what is your specific genre of music? considering we are the same age. And what do you think of the uh, newer rap music? I'm a big reggae soca guy. So I, I like, love it. I love, I love it. I love the, you know, nice and rhythm. Rhythm beats, you know, from, you know, Marshall Montano, um, Pop Time, you know, very big artists in the Bahamas. I like that. I dig that. Like, personally, me, like, what are your thoughts on the newer rap these days? Do you it's, listen to it at all? I listen, I listen to rap, but if you want to tell my go-to, I'm going with soca. I love it. I love the, the walk-up song. I love most of your guys' walk-up songs, actually. Um, so I did a little research. Grew up in the Bahamas. Um, only one player from the, the Bahamas has ever made it to the major leagues, which um, Antoine Richardson. Which resulted in you actually moving to Georgia yeah. in high school. Just briefly explain to me that transition at such a young age. I uh, just basically, man, I just wanted to go off to school, you know, try to get my education, go off to college, and just work um, every opportunity I got, you know, just you know, work for it. And 
you know. Scouts came and I had the opportunity to show my talent and hey, God is good, you know. Thank God. Thank God for life and thank you for the opportunity he gave me, you know. I'm, I'm here, here today. And how much does your faith play a role in where you are today? Um, I, I feel that, uh, like, you know, um, God don't give you hits, but right. like, he makes, you know, you know, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ as Lord Savior, you know, I don't know what you're living for. You know, it's, it's sometimes it's just bigger than baseball, you know, and once you realize that, then I think everything else falls behind. And last question before I let you go. Being a part of the Blue Jays organization these past few years, you've got to witness the likes of Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, Biggio, Smith, guys like that. A lot of coaches that you've gone through through the system have said you have played just as well, and the numbers have shown it. Your, your last year hit 285 have shown that. Um, do you feel motivated and fired up when you see guys like the Biggios and the Smiths and the Guerreros getting a lot more adulation for their play? Does it motivate you as a player to know that you're probably the most underrated player in this organization? No, it doesn't. Um, I just play hard, you know, my time is going to come, you know, just got to trust in the Lord, you know, time is everything. Um, I don't I don't worry about them stuff, you know, just keep on playing to have fun and keep on playing to win. That's the most important thing. Thank you very much, Chavez. Thank you. You know, just for the record, Chavez Young definitely does not eat ice cream every day. For the record, and I don't believe him for a second, but other than that, a standout guy all around. Great personality, just like many of his coaches have said he will be a Major League Baseball player just due to his makeup alone. Uh, what he's been willing to put in throughout the season, I hope to see Chavez in the big leagues in a few years down the road. So... Let's get into the Casey Clemens interview. Casey was kind enough to sit down with me in Dunedin, Florida yesterday at the Blue Jays' front offices um, for about 20 minutes or so before he took batting practice. He's the brother of Cody Clemens, who's currently in the Detroit Tigers organization. Kobe Clemens, former pro baseball player, currently owns his own baseball clinic where you can take lessons privately or with a team. Corey Clemens, who launched a career in culinary arts after attending the University of Texas, just like his brother and he is the son of the seven-time Cy Young Award winner and two-time World Series champion, Roger Clemens. Uh, he played ball alongside his brother Cody at the University of Texas, Hook'em Baby. Casey played in Austin from 2014 to 2017. Uh, he's currently in his second full season in the Jays organization after being drafted in the eighth round in 2017. And if you look at his numbers back in college, he progressively got better each season while he was in Austin, Texas. In 2014, he hit just 212 with a slugging percentage of 245. Did not get off to a hot start. Come 2015, he uh, hit 204 with a 204 slugging percentage. But as you saw in 2016 and 2017, when he got a little bit more playing time, hit 303 in 2016, had a slugging percentage of 470, hit five home runs, had 31 RBIs, and followed that up in his senior season, hitting 305. 
12 home runs, 49 runs batted, and had a slugging percentage of 532 before being drafted by the Toronto Blue Jays. We get into Casey, Cody, and Roger Clemens getting the chance to play together in the Texas alumni game back in February of 2019. Roger donned the Red Sox uniform. Casey, of course, in his Blue Jay gear, while his brother Cody donned the Tiger gear. Believe it or not, Casey actually got the chance to golf with Tiger Woods back in December of 2017. I get that explanation because that's uh, very interesting to me. Not many out there have had the chance to set a tee time with one of the greatest golfers, if not the greatest golfer of all time. Won the Masters this year just a few months back. Get into him growing up as a Clemens, getting to tour all the ballparks, being a bat boy uh, when Roger Clemens played for the Red Sox, Yankees, and Blue Jays, as well as the Astros. What his favorite on-the-field and off-the-field stories were while he was a Texas Longhorn out in Austin. You don't want to miss it. Here's Casey Clemens on the O Show podcast. But first, again, a quick word from TickPick. Have you ever felt cheated out of a deal when buying tickets from StubHub only to see that there's a $15 fee at the end of your original purchase? Or have you ever been on Vivid Seats and not even get your tickets? That, that actually happened to me once. I ordered a ticket from Vivid Seats and I never got the ticket. And that's why I switched over to TickBick.com, where smart fans buy tickets online. No hidden fees. Search and buy now 100% authentic tickets. Best price guarantee. 24-7 customer service. Buy, bid on, and sell tickets with the confidence of their 110% guarantee. That's 110% guarantee. They show you the best deals with their algorithms and let you decide 0% buyer fees. If your ticket is $26, your pr- your purchase is $26. No joke. The most transparent, consumer-friendly ticket marketplace on the web. Authentic, valid tickets backed by our 100% money-back guarantee. You'll love your ticketing experience from purchase through the final whistle or out and no hidden fees. Like I said, if it's $26, hell, if it's $8, it is an $8 purchase. Save an average of 10 to 15% on every purchase guaranteed only at TickPick.com. Get your tickets now. Uh, picked up your 51st win of the year last night. How's the all-around feeling in the clubhouse right now, given, like, I talked to Chavez Young last night. You guys are home away from home, so here, stadium's getting renovated, and then you got to make the trip out to Jack Russell Memorial Stadium later tonight. Absolutely. I'm doing well. First off, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, no, we're doing well. I mean, the clubhouse vibes are obviously good. Um, we've got five in a row uh, wins so far, so I'm uh, just trying to keep it rolling, and uh, you know, we won the first half, so the second half is kind of a, a light feeling in the clubhouse. Um, just working on team chemistry and, uh, you know, trying to keep things rolling. And you started the year in New Hampshire. What do you think has been the biggest adjustment for you since being called up here? 
Well, actually, it's called down. So oh, is it? Yeah. So double A was New Hampshire. So um, obviously, it was good to go up there and you know get my feet wet in double A and see how it is. Unfortunately, the weather was was tough. It was cold and um, sleet and rain most of the days. But um, coming back here, the heat's been good, and you know this is the team that I'm most familiar with, considering I spent um, all my time in Vancouver with this team and. And then, um, you know, my first month last year in, in Lansing with this team. And right. I love playing with this team. There's so much energy, um, a lot of team chemistry because we won the championship together in Vancouver. So um, I'm glad to be back with these guys and um, competing for a championship here with them. All right. My apologies. Inspiring no, no journalist here, man. No worries. Uh, no worries. So earlier in the year, you actually got to go back to UT, University of Texas, where you played ball, alumni game, got to play with your brother Cody and your father, Roger. How special was that experience for you? Oh, it was amazing. I mean, anytime you get to play alongside a family member is something at such a high level. Um, that's something that doesn't happen very often. So, um, you know, I always loved watching my brother Kobe catch um, in professional baseball, and and he got to catch uh, my, my dad in a professional baseball game. So watching that was super cool, and then getting the chance to do it and play. You know, it's not the same. Right. Uh, it's not a real game, but just to go back and, you know, um, support the University of Texas, which I hold so dearly to my heart, and to do it with my brother next to me playing second base and my dad playing, throwing on the right. mound, um, obviously it was a very, very cool moment. And we got some cool pictures that we'll, we'll have forever. Absolutely. And you guys actually played the actual roster yes. 2019. Yeah. So, we so it's not like alumni versus alumni. You're actually no, playing the... the alumni versus the, the current athletes at, at the university. So it's, it's a fun weekend every year. And I look forward to going back and um, supporting the the program next year as well now i've had a couple of friends grow up with dads who are major league baseball players whether it was second generation third generation and of course everybody asks like is there pressure playing with that name i know i've read a few articles where you guys said like it's just a last name to you guys was there pressure growing up not just from your parents but just from people all around like that was there an expectation level for you to be in baseball or was it just like it's whatever the hell they want to do with their lives yeah I mean there definitely is an expectation level I mean anytime you hear um, a name of somebody who's done well in that profession whether it be baseball or, or anything of that sort um, there's obviously you know people are expecting us to be good because what they saw out of my father was amazing mm -hmm. so um, and you know that goes along with the other guys in this organization that have fathers who played in the big leagues but as far as like feeling that pressure as a kid um I don't know I don't I don't think I really ever felt it till I understood you know how good he was right. and how good I have to be to fill those shoes but um you know I've had that my whole life so I guess it's kind of just there and I'm used to it um I couldn't really tell you that I feel that pressure every day because you know, I've lived with it my whole right. life. Yes, there's a target on my back because my last name's Clemens, and um, there's a certain expectation, like you said, that everybody probably has. Um, but at the same time, I'm trying to, you know, pave my own way and 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 create my own legacy as well as my brother um, Cody, who's playing here in Lakeland as well. Right. We're both, and it's different. We're both hitters, so um, it's a little bit different of expectation. But um, like I said, we're just trying to create our own legacy and and hopefully. Um, you know, create our own path for ourselves. And um, obviously you guys grew up around the game. Was that always the goal to play baseball, all of you guys? Yeah, I mean, 
I wouldn't say it was the goal. It's just something that we fell in love with, um, you know, at such a young age when, you know, my dad was putting us in the uniform, you know, when we were yeah. three to five years old and putting the bat in our hands and going to all-star games and, you know, seeing how much fun it was. You know, we fell in love with the game at such a young age. So um, ever since I was a kid, I've always played ball and enjoyed playing it. And, and the fact that I got to go to college um, on a scholarship to play the game was awesome and then um, when I realized you know I was probably good enough to play professional then I decided you know what this is what I want to do so um, I don't know if I he never really put it put it on us like saying you, know, right. you, you need to play ball or he kind of just let us fall in love with the game like he did and uh, here we are and you mentioned being there at such a young age. You guys were actually bad boys yeah. at one point, weren't you? Yeah, we we did our fair share of bad boying. Um, I bad boyed for the Yankees when I was. It was before the whole Dusty Baker's kid incident, right. where you know he almost got hit. Um, where the they changed the rule to you had to be like seventeen or something years old. Um, but I used to bad boy for the Yankees, a couple games for the Astros, and then I loved bad boying actually minor league games for my my oldest brother. Um, those were super fun because I got to watch him hit and go pick oh, up yeah. his bat and high-five him after home runs and stuff, which was was super cool. And uh, obviously four years at the University of Texas with your brother Cody. Mm-hmm. I'm asking for two things here. Your favorite story on the field, your favorite story off the field. Ooh. Um, Being a Longhorn can't be easy. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, um, I think probably... My favorite story, like one of my favorite memories is Cody and I both homered against Kansas State in the same game in college, which was pretty cool. Um, other, like as far as team, going to Omaha, my, my, my freshman year was probably the coolest, you know, story. Getting, you know, playing in front of 25,000 people every day. That was super fun. Um, off the field, man, I don't know. We had some... We had some good stories that I probably couldn't tell over the phone. Fair <laughs> enough. But uh, Fair enough. I don't know. I think, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I, I don't know. I think um, as far as off the field goes, like most of the time we spent off the field was, you know, going to ranches, stuff like that, having fun in the off season. Um, but that's really all I got. Fair enough. Uh, so I think it was 2017. You played in 62 of the 63 games during the course of the year. Got thrown out of a game, got suspended. What's yeah. what's the story behind that? That's actually a good story. Um, so we were playing Oklahoma, and um, I got I got called out on a, on a bad pitch, and I told the umpire that's so bad. And he said, what did you say? And I said, that's so bad. And he threw that's me out. That's it? And that was it. And we tried to appeal it because Texas has Longhorn Network and has the audio and everything. And you could actually hear what I said and read my lips. And we tried to get it appealed, but couldn't get it done in time. So I had to sit out the following Tuesday game, which was against Texas State at home. Um, or actually, no, no. I had to, yeah, so I had to sit out that game. So that was the reason why I... It was just a rule, like it wasn't like you yeah. did anything obnoxious. Once you, if you get thrown out of a game, I think you, you have, it's a rule that you have to get. You're suspended for one, one game. 
I feel like college is a lot more strict than the oh, pros yeah, when it comes to a lot yeah. of things. Pro ball, you get thrown out, you get a fine, and that's about it. You just go out and play the next day. What do you think your biggest um, transition, or what do you think stands out most when it when you compare college ball to pro ball? The biggest thing I tell everybody is is um, you know playing every day. That's so. That's literally so much different than college. You know, in college you play. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you got your Monday off, and then you come back and you play your midweek game on a Tuesday, and then you prepare for the team ahead. And so, you know, if you're not feeling good at the plate, you have a whole week to pretty much get ready to go. Right. Um, and you know who you're going to face. You know, you know how they play. You have longer time to prepare for certain teams, and that preparation – doesn't cause you to play well or bad, you know, right. it's practice. Yeah. So, um, and you're also recovering in, during the week. You know, you're getting your body ready for that weekend. Um, in pro ball, you're, you have to get your body ready every single day. You have to prepare every single day and play that night, whether you feel good, bad, or indifferent, you know. So um, that's the biggest thing for me is, I mean, people look at, you know, minor leaguers and big leaguers and say they want to do that, but to play 140 games a season or 160 games a season, like, it's, it's difficult to do and it's tough on your body. So, um, you know, finding that routine that gets you the best you can possibly be every day. You might have 80% to give that day, but if oh, you yeah. can get yourself to that 80%, then you're doing well. In college, you feel 100% almost every single yeah. game because you're only playing four times a week. So that's that's probably the biggest difference. You think mental toughness is like the biggest key to oh, succeeding? Definitely. I mean, you go out and if you strike out four times on a Sunday in college, you got the rest of the week to figure it out and try and not do that the next weekend. You strike out four times in this league, you got to wake up the next day and go face another guy who's really, really good and try and figure it out in the game. So it's Casey... Kobe, Cody, Corey. Yeah. Why the K's? Why so close? <laughs> well, it all happened. My my oldest brother, Kobe, when he was born, they decided to name him Kobe, and they, deci- they decided it was going to be with a C, but they decided to change it to a K for strikeout, which is nice. the same for strikeout. And so once they did that, um, then the next Corey came, and they said, Corey's a cool name. Well, shoot, let's just do it with a K. And then it ended up with all of us being boys and all born with Ks for the strikeout. And they're all similar, too. Yeah, all four like letters. Casey, yeah. Corey, Kobe, yep. Cody. Kobe and Cody, too. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. My mom gets tongue Oh, my God. All, <laughs> all the time. I could imagine. So. Uh, similar to what I asked earlier about growing up, in baseball, basically. Uh, I feel like a lot of people who play college ball who are just playing the game all the time, they don't really, like, sit down and, like, have a team. Like, me, for instance, I watched the Yankees. I grew up in Jersey. Right. Diehard Yankee fan. I feel like people growing up in the game, especially with guys like you who had a dad in the big leagues. Right. You don't necessarily have a favorite team. You're yeah. just a fan of baseball. And you're playing it all the time, so you're not necessarily watching it all the time. Exactly, Yeah. No, we were just talking about this yesterday. We, were, um, I was on, I was had an off day yesterday, so we were just, you know, talking shop on in the dugout, and one of my teammates asked me, "Who's your, what's your favorite baseball team?" And I was like, "Well, I like the Yankees. I like the Red Sox. 
I like the Blue Jays, yeah. Astros. <laughs> He's like, how? I'm like, well, I mean, come on. <laughs> I grew up putting all those jerseys on. I, I don't really have a team. I, right. I just kind of like rooting for some players and uh, rooting for a really just good baseball. Right, and it's fair. And Cody's with the Tigers yeah, organization, Cody's right? The Tigers, yep. Okay. And Corey played for, or Kobe played for a little while too, yeah, right? He played 10 years in the minor leagues. He has like his own um, organization. What does yeah. he have right now? Yeah, he's coaching and giving lessons in yeah. Houston. He's got two little twin boys, so. I'm oh, there you go. That's fun. Now, so. Are their names start with K or are they? No, it's well, one of them, Klein and, okay. and Royce. But, That's a cool name. Yeah. Um, so two questions before I let you go. Um, the first, uh, was just scrolling through your content and found out you're a decent golf player. And, uh, I, I bet it's really hard to find a tee time with Tiger Woods at any point during his schedule. How'd that come about? Oh, um, how'd you work that that's, one out? That's actually a long story, but, um, I'll try and shorten it up for you. I was in, um, Cabo, Mexico yeah. in the off season, um, just enjoying some vacation time. And we were staying at a resort that one of our friends owns, and their first golf course, or their one of their golf courses there, was designed by Tiger. Right. And he was coming in to play his course, uh, just to see, just to you know, for the weekend. And I happened to be there, and there was a cocktail party that night, and we went there, and he was just talking to the some of the members at the resort um, about you know, what the next course is going to be about and, you know, just some info on, on the design. And he came up and the guy who owns that resort introduced me to him. I got to meet him, which was super cool. And then he asked the owner, Tiger asked the owner if he was going to play golf with him in the morning. And he said, no, my game is not good right now. I don't, do not want to play. And I just happened to be standing there with him. And he said, well, if you want to come out, you know, I'm going to tee off tomorrow morning at 730 and so I, I cancel all your plans. I went straight to sleep and said, I'll, <laughs> I'll meet you out on the range tomorrow. So that was pretty cool watching him come out and, you know, Tiger. I, I very rarely get starstruck just because I've, yeah. kind of grew, up, I've been, I grew up around right. you know, famous people. But that was one of the first times I've ever been kind of like, oh, my gosh, this is Tiger Woods. This is crazy. And, and how did you do that day? I actually did really well. I, I hit the ball well. Um, and I got to you know play. I wasn't out of bounds every right. every hole. Yeah. I was I was playing every hole, which was which was really fun. But he was super super easy to talk to. Super oh, yeah. fun to be around. He loves the game of baseball actually. So he, um, you know, was asking me about where I was going to be in spring training. And you know, he lives in Jupiter. He has yeah. a house in Jupiter. So um, hopefully one day we'll be able to link up and play again. Do you keep it respectable? Yeah. Did he tolerate you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it was so impressive to watch, man. He hits the ball so pure. And to see it right in front of your eyes, you know, we watch it on TV. Oh, my God. It looks nice, yeah. but you could only imagine how it looks from, you know, five feet away from you. And last question before I let you go. I asked Chavez this yesterday. Um, just because similar age, you're 22? I'm 24. 20, okay. So not quite. He, he was 21, so I'm yeah. 21. Um how do you guys stay in tip-top shape? Like, give me like an instance, like what you eat for your diet. Because yeah. I'm a type of guy who will eat maybe like four porterhouses a week yeah. and like can't buy a pound. You're trying to gain weight. 
have been for about five years. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> for me, I'm I'm you know roughly two hundred fifteen pounds. Yeah. I take five pounds during throughout the season, but so I just try and maintain. Um, but I know guys who try and gain weight. You know, they're just making sure as soon as they get up, they're eating food. Right. And, and right before they go to bed, they're eating food because you know in the Florida State League you're burning so many calories it's 100 oh my god here, yeah playing every day practicing every Sweating day it off you know so it's tough to for guys who can't who lose weight easily it's definitely a tough league to be in but um for me you know I just normally try and wake up I, I try and get up and eat breakfast all the time because if you don't you're gonna be you know running on fumes oh, later yeah. in the day so um I would just say you know Try and just increase your calorie count. Right. Um, as far as like eating foods that are high calories and and also like nutritious. So. Oh yeah. You know, like whole wheat carbs, stuff like that, potatoes, um, and then of course a lot of protein. High, a lot of us have high protein diets just because oh, we're for trying sure. to keep our muscle on. Because mm-hmm. you know two two twenty and 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 shape is different than it's tough to maintain yeah you know and fat so i don't know it's really difficult during season so that's why in the off season we work so hard to get in shape but and during the season you're trying to maintain it just by eating the right stuff as opposed to actually lifting exactly i mean we lift but not to get sore it's more like keep your body you know moving triggering make sure all your fast twitch muscles and and stuff are turned on so that you're you're able to play all right, Casey Clemens. Thank yeah. you very much, Absolutely. man. Nice to meet you. Well, there you have it, Chavez Young and Casey Clemens, two all-around great guys. I wish I had the chance to ask Casey what his score was in that outing with Tiger. I truly do believe he kept it respectable because that's a ton of pressure golfing with the greatest of all time, Tiger Woods. Uh, Said he grew up with no pressure being a part of uh, baseball legacy. Got a chance to get to know Jake Boone, who's the son of Brett Boone and nephew of Yankees manager Aaron Boone last summer out in Southern California, and he actually said the same thing there. There's really no pressure on their end to perform at a high level. Baseball is obviously the the desired goal, professional baseball, but there's no uh, pressure on their end to succeed as much as their fathers did. And uh, I like the explanation of being the uh, four boys' names starting with the letter K. Their father, the Rocket, Roger Clemens, happened to strike out a lot of big league hitters in his heyday. Makes perfect sense to name his four boys starting with the letter K. Uh, I hope whoever listened to this enjoyed the episode. Shouldn't have taken too much of your time. One of the more faster episodes in the last few weeks, but a lot of good content nonetheless. We'll be back next week with Jared Klim from Belly Up Sports, so you know it won't be quick. We'll talk about two things, and it'll take about three hours. But we'll get into uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving joining forces in New York. Not Times Square, but Brooklyn. 
joining the Brooklyn Nets this past week with uh, a couple of four-year contracts as well as the Yankees demolition derby of the Boston Red Sox across the pond in London, England this past weekend. Remember, the Osho podcast is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out, and by TickPick. You heard the snippets. I don't have to go over it again. You can check this episode out on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. You know the words. Hit it, Hootie. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.